This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. I still remember my first time. We stayed up all night. Of course, I was talking about the first time I delivered a talk with a co-presenter. My colleague, Bob Bickerstaff, and I, we stayed up all night preparing and practicing. At the time, we were very junior members of an intensive leadership program at General Electric, and we were going to be delivering a presentation to a senior vice president. I didn't realize it at the time, but we were taking a big risk because we weren't planning on using the more common tag team approach. We were going for the gold by co-presenting in duet or equal partner style. I'm happy to report the presentation was a big success. In fact, I'm convinced that we both advanced in our careers as a result of the success of that presentation. By the way, Bob's now a vice president at AT AT&T. Anyway, the best presentations that I've ever seen are when two people are able to seamlessly deliver in duet style. By having two presenters make a presentation together, it's much more interesting, more energetic for sure, and it's a lot more fun to watch. Definitely a case where one plus one equals three. That is, when the presenters are prepared and practiced. A good duet presentation is like watching professional ballroom dancers, two people moving together, a very tightly coordinated pair. Together, they can deliver a stronger, more emotional and inspiring performance. And in fact, that's why last year I started delivering motivational programs with a partner. There's real synergy and power when Mark and I deliver a presentation together. Mark's my partner, by the way, at Marshall Wolf. Of course, I'm Marshall and he's Wolf. Audiences, especially younger audiences, they seem to love this deeper, more interactive style. Plus, it's great for Mark and I because each time we deliver a program together, it strengthens our working relationship. The advantage of a joint presentation is exactly that. You're not alone. Another person can come to your rescue should you need help. Another person can explain a concept differently or add their own perspective or their experience. Another person can closely monitor the audience and then jump in if it's necessary. But before I get too far, here's a listener, Jill Chris, that inspired this two-part episode. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for your show. I love your show. Um, I have a question for you about co-presenting. I'm working with a coworker on a presentation, and we'd like to know if you have any tips for co-presenters. Um, many of the speakers that we love and admire seem to speak alone, but we're wondering if having a second presenter can enhance the presentation for the audience. Thank you, Lisa. Jill, as I mentioned in my Facebook response, there's quite a few tips that I can share about co-presenting, so I'll need to cover this topic in two parts. So my biggest overall tip for co-presenting is practice, 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 and way ahead of time. (laughs) Don't wait until the night before like Bob and I did. Anytime that you present with another person, you'll need to plan at least double and perhaps even triple the time it normally takes you to prepare and practice a presentation. When presenting as a team, every team member needs to at least understand the material and possibly be able to present all of the material. And that, quite frankly, just takes time. What typically happens, at least in my experience, is that different presenters know certain portions of the material better. 
and the person who created the presentation generally knows the flow of the presentation better. However, it's so important that everyone feels completely comfortable with both the content and the organization. And that means reviewing every slide together and respectfully making changes or revisions until every presenter feels joint ownership of the material. Many teams just don't take the time to do this step. Or if they do do an extensive review, they end up running out of time and they don't practice it together. And that's a big problem. When there are multiple people, transitions become very important and can't be overlooked. If you're doing a presentation alone and the transitions aren't strong, it's usually not obvious or detrimental. But poor transitions get magnified during team presentations, so you'll need to pay close attention. When following a tag team approach, that's when one presenter follows another, the transition needs to be smooth. I suggest using a review-preview type of transition. That's when the first speaker summarizes their part and then previews the main ideas that the next speaker will present. Instead, what I really often hear is, and Joan is going to talk next. <laughs> or sometimes it's even worse. And Joan doesn't even realize she's the next speaker. And you hear, Joan, you're going to talk next, right? <laughs> when using the review preview transition, the new speaker should assume control of the presentation by very briefly recognizing the previous speaker and then quickly moving on to the new topic. For example, so what we learned from Lisa is X, but what about Y? Next week, I'll cover how to spice up a tag team presentation when following the PEP model. That's the point evidence point model that I've written about before. I'll also talk about how to make an effective transition when you're using the duet style or the equal partner approach. And then finally, I'll talk about defining and maintaining roles. This is the public speaker, Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication, your success, is my business. So if you haven't already become a fan of my Facebook fan page or a follower of me on Twitter, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Twitter and Facebook are where I get to interact with you, the listeners. Imagine me, seriously, imagine me sitting in this studio all by myself, and I have no idea how anybody is reacting to this. So when you go to the Facebook page or you interact with me on Twitter, I actually get some feedback. Yay! So it helps me out a lot. Try to think of Facebook and Twitter as like a party. And it's a party where you get to tell me what you think about the show and to ask me additional questions. In fact, recently a listener sent me his presentation and I gave him a free mini review right there on the Facebook page. By the way, I really enjoyed that, Stephen. Thanks for sending that. It just takes a second to follow on Twitter. It's Lisa B. Marshall on Twitter, or you can become a fan on the fan page by going to facebook.com forward slash the public speaker. I sincerely, I really do. I sincerely love to connect with listeners and you can ask me questions or get additional tips. Heck, I may even interview you or you might want to interview me. Recently, listener June Kales, she interviewed me because she was interested in understanding more about the process for the blog or for the podcast. How do I create it? Do I ever get writer's block? That kind of stuff. So we did a video interview and there's an hour of video of me talking about the process over on the Facebook page. So thanks, and I'll talk to you next week when we continue with part two of How to Present with Another Person. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. 
Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>